Hello, I'm Dr. Wendy Hill. Welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. I'm here to support you in being the happiest, most balanced, most successful person possible. This series of podcasts is based on my book, The True Seeker's Guide to a Better Life. Here you will learn how your core beliefs are formed and how they influence every second of your existence. You will learn how to identify and transform your self-defeating core beliefs into core beliefs that support happy, healthy adult experience. Just listening to this podcast will give you the insight and inspiration you need to start to take control of your entire life and relationships. If you want, you can do the processes I suggest as we move along. Remember my website, wendyhill.com, and learn more about how you can grow emotionally and spiritually. The Life Event Line Step 1. Your Experiences The Life Event Line is the chronological listing of the conflicting events and conditions of your life and your reactions to them, beginning with your experience in the womb and ending with the present day. The Life Event Line concentrates on conflicting events and conditions for the purpose of identifying what needs to be healed. It gives you an all-encompassing view of your conflicting childhood experiences and your self-defeating beliefs and behavior patterns. It also reveals how your self-defeating behavior patterns have manifested in the years beyond your childhood. You'll be able to see your programming at a glance. It's empowering to see your childhood programming displayed in such a compact format. You'll see the whole picture of your conflicted past and how it's affected you. You will use the information from the previous regression and observing your family of the past processes to construct your life event line. The life event line is done in two steps. In step one, you will list the conflicting events and conditions, your conflicting high-impact moments. In step two, you will identify how these events and conditions affected you. You'll write down what decisions you made about yourself, others, and the nature of reality, and the behavior patterns that resulted from those decisions. By the time you have completed step two of your life event line, you will already have begun the process of reprogramming yourself because you'll be able to see things so much more clearly. While writing your life event line, you'll draw from all your memories, memories you've always had and memories you've recovered during the regression process and the observing your family of the past process. Refer to your notebook to help remind you of your newly recovered memories. Eileen responded dramatically to her life event line. We'd been working for many weeks on what seemed to be a snail's pace. I sometimes wondered if Eileen would even show up for her appointments. As she told me about her childhood, a picture of her family life began to emerge. Her mother was an alcoholic who, for many years, was in such poor health that everyone constantly feared that she'd die at any time. Her mother acted helpless and irresponsible, demanding that others take care of her physically and emotionally. She would often get drunk in public and make a scene. 
Eileen's father was unavailable and superficial, concerned with making money and hosting large social events for his friends and clients. Even though Eileen talked about these things, she was unable to see how much these events and conditions affected her. She diminished their impact on her and saw them as fragmented and isolated from her real life. She'd tell me her stories without emotion and then say, Yeah, but I have no idea what my problem has to do with this. I suggested that she do her life event line. I told her how to do it, got her started, and left the room for a while. When I came back, Eileen was crying. This surprised me because she rarely cried. She said, It's all here. I can see how I was programmed. I can see the events that set me up to be unhappy. This explains so many things. For the first time, Eileen was able to see a clear picture of her childhood experience. In a flash, she could understand that she had been programmed by the events and conditions in her childhood and that they were actually affecting her in the present. A burden of confusion and guilt had been lifted from her shoulders and a clear path of healing had been laid out before her. Doing her life event line was a powerful step in Eileen's reprogramming. Susan, like so many of us, was looking for a quick fix. When I suggested that she do her life event line, she balked because it seemed to be too much work. Susan was a lazy person and over the years did little to improve her mind or emotional maturity. The prospect of doing her life event line confronted her laziness. I asked her if she was willing to be uncomfortable in order to achieve her goal of controlling her life. After a long pause, she answered, yes. I knew that doing her life event line would be a challenge for her, but she stuck with it. She realized that it was more important for her to do this work than to avoid being uncomfortable. She told me later that her life event line was one of the most helpful processes she did. Doing her life event line helped Susan build character. Though Susan had more work to do in changing her bad habits, she was now more conscious of what to do and how to do it. She continued to persevere with determination and with the help of all the processes has learned to discipline herself. Rather than regarding her work as something to be avoided, Susan regards work as an enjoyable challenge that stimulates her and serves a purpose. Consequently, her life has changed dramatically for the better. When you do your life event line, you'll begin with your womb and birth experiences. Most people don't have conscious memory of what it was like as a fetus or what it was like to be born. However, these experiences did have an impact on you. Whether these memories are conscious or not, you do have access to them through the regression process. When you do the regression process, tell yourself that you will relive your experience as a fetus through birth. If you want to recover these memories and don't wish to attempt recovering them on your own, consider working with a therapist that specializes in regression. 
our earliest experiences in life have the most profound effect upon us. It may be worth the time invested in a professional therapist to recover these memories if you don't want to do this by yourself. Do the regression process to recover memory of your womb experience if you do not already have this memory. Joe knew that he was adopted as a newborn infant. To him, this was just a fact. He had no feelings about it. Joe believed that even though he was taken from his mother as an infant and adopted, this had little effect on his life. Joe, however, had an open mind and was willing to explore the possibility that his womb and birth experiences might be an important part of his therapy. He began the regression process. I asked him to recall a recent incident that caused him conflict. His girlfriend had just broken up with him several weeks before he began therapy. He felt abandoned, a profound sadness and acute anxiety. He also felt physically vulnerable as if he were in danger. As he described his feelings, he began to realize that he'd overreacted to the situation. I asked him to recall the most conflicting moment of the breakup to use as a springboard into his past. He did. As he concentrated on his feelings, I asked him to observe what he saw on the movie screen of his mind. I suggested that he might see an image of an infant, fetus, or child at a time when he felt a similar emotional conflict. After reflecting a few minutes, he said that he felt like a fetus curled up inside a womb. He said that it felt very pleasant because he was being lulled by music. I asked him to keep observing. He felt love for his mother and love coming from her. I asked him what he decided about himself at that moment as a fetus inside his mother. He decided that he loved his mother and that he was loved by her. Joe had a gentle, loving quality about him. This early experience in the womb helped set a powerful core belief in him that allowed him to express himself in loving ways. I encouraged him to continue observing. He began to describe the experience of birth, the contractions, a feeling of moving down a tunnel, the outside sounds of mother, the doctor, and nurses. Then he described bright lights, coldness, and separation from mother. He felt an overwhelming desire to be next to his mother. He hungered for her touch. He wanted to feel her skin, her touch, and hear her voice welcoming him. Instead, he was washed and wrapped in a soft blanket and taken from the room. He was placed in a box that separated him from anything that was loving and familiar. He would not see, hear, or touch his mother again until he was an adult. The feelings Joe felt as a newborn infant were identical to the feelings he felt during the recent breakup with his girlfriend. His womb, birth, and separation experiences were high-impact moments. During the moment of separation from his mother and the ensuing isolation, Joe made decisions that set a pattern in his life that would continue to the present. He decided that love was not permanent and that he would lose anyone that he loved. 
he was able to see a pattern in his life, particularly with women, where he would unconsciously distance himself and ultimately end his relationships, rather than be hurt or abandoned. When he could see this clearly, he knew that he no longer needed to distance himself. He recognized that the trauma of his birth and the separation from his mother had set a pattern that he no longer needed to act out. Perhaps you're thinking, how can I remember being a fetus? I can't remember much about my childhood, much less my infancy. Or, all I can remember is good things. I had a happy childhood. Remember that growing up is difficult. Problems, stresses, and difficulties occur even under the best circumstances. If you are still having difficulty recalling the high-impact moments of your childhood, you're probably denying those memories. Selective memory is limited, partial or embellished memory of an event, condition, or experience. You're unconsciously selecting your memory when you recall only pleasant times or what is acceptable to recall. You may be subconsciously selecting your memories. Don't be discouraged. Repeat the regression processes again and again until you recover your memories. Otherwise, seek professional assistance if you need. Angela wanted to fix a bad marriage. After hearing her story, it was clear to me that Angela and her husband were acting out their childhood programming. I asked Angela to tell me a little bit about her childhood. She smiled and said with a slightly defensive tone, I had a great childhood. My parents were great. Whatever is happening in my marriage has nothing to do with my childhood. I've learned that this statement can mean, I had a lousy childhood, but I just don't want to think about it, much less talk about it. It can also mean, I want to think of my childhood as having been wonderful. This way I don't have to face any unpleasant realities. Angela was raised in poverty. Her parents drank and had wild parties. Angela and her siblings were exposed to many conditions that were inappropriate and damaging to them. Angela was often afraid and didn't understand what was happening. The way she dealt with the stresses of her childhood was to pretend that everything was all right. She told herself that mother and father were doing the best they could and loved her and her brother and sister very much. She couldn't see that her parents chose to expose their children to inappropriate and sometimes dangerous conditions. For Angela to understand the problems in her marriage, she first had to recognize her own self-defeating patterns of relating. She had to understand where and how in her childhood she learned these self-defeating patterns. As Angela began to open up, she was amazed to see the connection between her childhood experience and the problems in her marriage. Seeing the connection helped motivate Angela to correct her attitudes and behaviors. As she worked on herself, her marriage changed for the better. She became a more loving partner, a more effective parent, and she found greater peace of mind. In the process, observing your family of the past, 
you were asked to identify conflicting chronic conditions in your family. Now you can take the information you got from that process and incorporate it into your life event line. Chronic conditions in your childhood play a significant role in your programming. Examples of conflicting chronic conditions are physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, tension, arguing, absences, illness, alcoholism, drug abuse, unstable temperament, poverty, wealth, too much or too little socializing, denial of feelings, avoiding problems, neglect, dishonesty, lack of boundaries, raging or angry parent, emotional instability, physical disability, double messages, and over or under protectiveness. In order to get a complete picture of your programming, it is essential that you acknowledge the conflicting chronic conditions in your childhood. An event is a single experience that may be a part of a chronic condition. For example, Pam's parents were poor and couldn't afford to buy her new clothing. Pam was teased by her classmates for wearing old clothing to school. The chronic condition is poverty. The event is being teased by other children. You can have chronic conditions and single events that have affected your childhood. It's important to acknowledge both types of experience. Here are 12 conflicting chronic conditions one of my clients incorporated into his life event line. Father is absent much of the time because of work. Mother is frequently sad and angry. Little brother gets extra attention due to birth defects. Mother and father argue. Parents are very strict. Mother works. I'm alone a lot. We move many times. I have to adjust to new homes, schools, and friends. Mother and father don't show affection, hold me, or touch me very much. The house is smoky because parents smoke. Parents don't listen to me. Now here are 11 conflicting events he incorporated into his life event line. Fetus in the womb. Mother is ill, upset, and is given medication which affects me. Age 2. A hurricane damages our home. Age 3. I accidentally fall off a wall and hit my head. Age 4. My parents skip Christmas. Other children in the neighborhood get presents. Age 5. Mother is crying as she fixes dinner. Age 6. Mom and Dad take little brother to the hospital and leave me at home alone. Age 6. Mother is angry at father and throws an ashtray at him. Age 7. I have to sit at the dinner table for hours because I don't finish eating. Age 7. I get lost on the way to school because I got confused. Age 8. I hit a home run and no one in my family comes to watch or seems to care. Age 8. 
I come home from school with appendicitis, and a neighbor has to take me to the hospital since mother's at work. Ready to begin? In your notebook, make a list of 10 to 20 conflicting chronic conditions present in your childhood. Later, you'll use them to add to your life event line. Now, draw a line down the center of a piece of paper. On the left of the line will be all of the events, experience, and conditions in chronological order, beginning with the womb and continuing on into your adolescence. You may end up with many sheets, and it may take a while for you to complete. As you write, leave spaces between entries. You'll probably recall other experiences you want to include on your life event line in the spaces. If necessary, continue with the regression process to gather more memories. When you write your life event line, refer to your notebook. Use the information you recorded while doing the regression and observing your family of the past processes and writing the list of conflicting chronic conditions. You'll write the events, experiences, and conditions of your childhood from the womb on, on this left side of the line. While writing down your events and conditions, remember that a child responds to experiences very differently than an adult. What you think is insignificant now may have been a high-impact moment for you as a child. That you remember it at all may be a clue that it's important for you to acknowledge Children are very sensitive and vulnerable and can be deeply influenced by a look or even a word. Children think literally. For example, the old adage, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, might be interpreted by a child whose father is a doctor not to eat apples or father will go away. You may be surprised how deeply you were influenced as a child by things you may consider unimportant as an adult. As you write, remember to keep the age groups together. If you don't recall your exact age during an event, experience, or condition, you may be approximate about your age. Write down the conditions on your life event line at the point when the conditions first appeared in your life. For example, if the family was tense since you can remember, include this condition on page 1, womb on. Since this is the page that documents your earliest experiences, fill in as much of your life event line as you can, leaving spaces for new memories as they come to you. You might remember something while driving your car, doing chores, or taking a shower. Continue making entries on the left side of each of your sheets until you've completed your life event line step one. Now remember these important points. Your life event line can reveal a clear picture of your childhood programming. Doing your life event line can help build your character. You can remember your womb experiences and benefit from that memory. Selective memory is normal. Your adult self views your childhood experience differently than your childhood self. Keep opening. For new memories, repeat the regression and observing your family of the past processes. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth.
It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.